Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this special episode of George Ezra and Friends, the podcast. It is, of course, a Christmas special uh, and the guest is none other than Mr. Lewis Capaldi. So Lewis, thank you so much for your time. Um, Lewis came and spent the afternoon, which rolled into an evening, one summer's evening, um, earlier in 2019 and it was just remarkable that he found the time for me um he is an extremely busy young man and um yeah for him to find the time to to come and see me just meant a lot so thank you very much lewis um such a legend so thank you lewis thank you very much and i should say this is one of two special episodes now what happened was i started to record what would have become series three of the show Um, And it became very apparent very quickly that I wasn't going to have the time, but with other commitments in my diary, to um, get another series together in the amount of time that we were hoping for. Um, And at that moment, when we realised that, um, I had two episodes recorded. Which means there is going to be a New Year's special episode as well. Now, I don't know if it's going to come on New Year's Eve or early in the New Year, but there is a very special guest. um, And all I want to say is that they are an absolute legend. Um, And when I got the call to say we could do the show, my jaw dropped. Um, In fact, what I will say is a bit more of a clue is she is an absolute legend. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yes, so there you go. If you're new to this show, if if this is the first episode that you've listened to, um, I would urge you to go back and listen to the other series. Just pick out a few names that you know, or go for names you don't know so well. But they are, I've loved putting it together um, over the series, and um, you know, I love each of the episodes for different reasons to hear people's stories and. Yes, I should also say as well, please keep your ears peeled for halfway through this show. I've got an announcement to make um, and it's an announcement that I'm extremely excited about and that will, um, it needs your your help to get it off the ground. So listen out for that. Um, but yeah, without further ado, the man of the moment it is Mr. Lewis Capaldi. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of George Ezra and Friends, where I'm joined by Lewis Capaldi. Hello, George Ezra. I'm your, I'm your friend, <laughs> I guess. Now we're friends. How are you? I'm bloody well. Um, this is weird, because we had this conversation, but we're doing it for the pod. Oh, the we're podding. But, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling well. I'm feeling great. I'm a bit hungover. Good. But you missed that bit out earlier. I did, yeah. I, did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I'd let, I thought I'd let you know just in case I, I don't know, break out in like the shits or something like that. It just it happens sometimes, yeah. But um, but no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit. We just did a weekend of festivals. We did truck festival, camp festival, and standing calling, and they were all lovely. Um, so yeah, and then tomorrow I'm away to do promo around Europe and stuff. So yeah, this is me at the start of 18 days off. 18 days off? No, 18 days off. On my travel. Oh God, I was like, man, yeah. how have you That's wrangled that? <laughs> no, yeah, I was yeah. just honestly the way I wanted to kind of start this off mm. was by saying, and this only kind of hit me earlier on today, but mm. I guess one of many things that I love about doing the podcast mm. is that I have the pleasure of sitting down with people all at different points in album cycles mm. or in the writing of something. Yeah or even, I guess, their careers, mm-hmm. 
Um, but I believe, and I could be wrong, but you're the first person that I'm sitting down to talk to like a few months after the release of their debut album. Oh, really? Now, I spoke to Sigrid and she, her, we kind of sat down and chat like, yeah, like two or three months before yeah. the album came yeah. out. But there's no, it's such a like, it's such a unique experience. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Oh, man. And of course, the, you know, you're currently riding just this huge wave, which is awesome. Yeah, it's just wicked to see. And totally. like, I, I, I kind of, I would love to get into all of that. I kind of, I had the pleasure of performing on the same day as you at um, Transmit Festival, mm -hmm. which that audience, it doesn't matter who you are, is one of the best festival audiences well, in the world. For sure, they're, 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 they're sure. just amazing. And then for you to stand up, and I heard you say from the stage, you know, like, it's good to be home. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they erupted. Oh, yeah, that's mad, man. So how far from there did you grow up? Uh, so I was born in Glasgow. So I was born, like, I'd say 10 minutes from there. Um, I lived there for, like, four years, and I moved out to a place called West Lothian, which is, like, closer to Edinburgh, but it's right in the middle, like, half an hour each way. And, um, and yeah, it was, like... So doing that festival, for me, obviously growing up, it was always Tina Park. But obviously Tina Park's no longer a thing. Um, Did you grow up going to Tina? Yeah, yeah. Went from like the age of like 14 through to when it finished, so like five, six years. But um, yeah, so for me, that was always like the one. But even that, it's quite far away from where I live. I'm, obviously, it's like Perth's like, I don't know, it's like fucking hour maybe drive, maybe less than that. But um, so yeah, to do that. And the circumstances of doing the transmit thing as well was so weird because... Uh, Snow Patrol pulled out because of health reasons or whatever it was. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of, like, we got a phone call, like, do you want to do the Tina Park? Uh, do you want to do Transmit, sorry? And it was like, I was meant to be going to Ibiza that morning. For a gig? No, for, like, a four days holiday. Oh, mate. And it was, like, it was, like, penciled in for, for weeks, like, these four days are not getting interrupted. Like, of my managers and all that, my manager did it and the label were like, these four days, you need these four days. And uh, then we got the phone call for Were you like, oh, how kind of you, four days? <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> exactly, but I think you can get at this point, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, but yeah, so it was like, oh, four days and then we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, and then we got the phone call and he's like, I'm totally happy to say no to it if, if you don't want to do it. Like, if yeah, this is maybe a holiday. And I was like, are you fucking mad? Like, do you know what I mean? There's no way I was going to turn it down. So, um, so yeah, but it was just so cool to kind of come back and do it like, because I've played Transmit every single year. I played it. First year on the, the smaller stage, the King Tut stage, and it was like a really good crowd. My, my, I had only had one song out at that point. I think actually my second song had come out that, that weekend. And then the, the next year, last year, I played at the main stage really early on. It was like a decent crowd, not a, but like kind of not a busy. And then, yeah, we got this call, and I was like, I just have to do it. Do you know what I mean? It was like one of those things. So um, it was just fucking mad. It was that's, it's like, and because I've been away from Glasgow and Scotland for so long, and not played a gig in such a long time. I think the last gig I played in Glasgow would have been for opening for Bastille, maybe, like at the start of the year. And uh, yeah, just like in such a short space of time that so much has changed. And just going out on that stage and doing it, I was like, going out on that stage. <laughs> you know, when you go, get up on that stage, yeah, it's a pretty special feeling. No, uh, yeah, going out and, and, and just seeing the response and stuff like that. And obviously, like, like the whole, I did the whole Chewbacca thing, you know, the, the, the and that, and it was just, I just felt like a very all-together thing. It was so, it was so mental. Like, I can't, I oh, can't. Also, just for anyone listening, the audience for Lewis's set was just like, 
a sea of Ooh. people. It was, this, and it wasn't just a sea of people where you know. Sometimes you, I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I sometimes felt like it was a sea of people out of curiosity. Like, oh, yeah, let's yeah. see what these about. Or, like you've got the first, the first like kind of couple thousand people yeah. in because oh, they're like but yeah no <laughs> I've changed um no but um I think they're there in but then you get like the people at the back who are just kind of yeah. like they, you don't even know if they're actually watching and they're just kind of there especially at a festival you know exactly. well, uh, yeah, at yeah a festival yeah. but it, it, it was just a sea of you know there wasn't there wasn't anybody not singing along it was, just, it was a beautiful thing mm, um and so if you grew up what sorry I don't know if you said this what age did you move out of the city uh, about four or five years okay, old. Cool. And then were you in the countryside? Uh, not really. It's like I don't know. I don't know what I would call it. It's not like it's not a city, but it's like a town. It's not like pure out in the sticks. Do you know what I mean? It sounds exactly like where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. Like Twenty-five thousand people, thirty thousand. Yeah, people yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So like, and it's like equidistant between Glasgow and Edinburgh. So it was really good for like gigs and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so I was there from like four to. I mean, I still live there with my parents. No. What age did you start to perform live, and did that happen mostly in local venues to your town, or was? Um, yeah, so I started playing when I was like mm, I started playing guitar when I was nine. My first gig was when I was eleven, um, but I was like, yeah, it was like pubs. My brother used to be in bands and stuff growing up. He was more into like like Slipknot and like Foo Fighters, like hit, the rock bands. Like, you know what I mean? Or whatever, sort of not maybe a metal band, I don't know. There's too many subsections of <laughs> yeah. But um so he was into all that and, and he was like he used to be in these bands and play these shows and it was a case of him just being like to the promoters that he knew. Um by the way, I've got I've got a brother, he's a singer, Jermaine sticking him on. Completely leaving out the fact that I was eleven. <laughs> that a pube hadn't sprouted on my body yet. But um <laughs> so he said, um so he used to do that and then this guy called Ross Coots who I'm still friends with to this day, he, he was like, the first person to give me a gig and stuff. And like, wait, for, forgo the, the, you know, the no pubes thing. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and it was mad, yeah, so from 11, I used to like sneak into these places, hide in the bathrooms, come out, play a set. It's like, I, I found if you got on stage, you were good. Like, do you know what I mean? If you got up on stage. If you got on stage without them questioning it, it was yeah. almost too late for them to yeah, kick exactly. you out. So they would let you play the set and then they'd fuck you out. But like, it was, yeah, so like, I used to run in, toilet, sit there for a bit, come out, play the show, get kicked out. And then there was like, there was an instance where I took my mum and dad and they blew my cover and all this. It was, it was like a proper, like, stealth gigging. It sure. sounds but, like it would be a good board game, like yeah. getting loose to the gig. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Could he make it to Merch the gig? Idea. Yeah. yeah, you've yeah. nailed it. <laughs> on an app or something like that. Yeah, you've landed on the parents' square, like, yeah. oh, oh, oh I've blown it. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, man, it was like, so it was just a very... It was like, it was like, Fun. See, looking yeah. back on it now, I'm like, I'm so glad I did it. Because, like, when I went to college, I went to college to do music for two years. And when I went, I'd never realised how valuable that time doing that was. Because it's like, I went to... And these went to college, all, all these amazing singers, guitar players, drummers, bassists, whatever it is, but none of them had played live. I found it so weird that none of these people would... Went, OK, I've got this thing that I like to do, I want, I'm going to do it live. I think maybe they just didn't have the avenue, so I kind of only realised when I was, like, 18, when I met all these people, like, how lucky I was to have that sort of apprenticeship, if you will. Oh, sorry. man. You can't put a price on it. Mm. And I think a big part of it comes from... Oh, I certainly felt that, you know, those people that you're talking about not performing live, mm -hmm. 
I'm sure a lot of them just didn't know how to... Are you supposed yeah. to be invited along? Is totally. it something you get a letter through the door saying, totally. it's time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I really felt that, especially about songwriting. Mm. I thought that... I don't... And this sounds really stupid to me now to say this, but I really thought that someone had to tap me on the shoulder and be like, it's time, mate. You yeah. can write songs. Yeah. Whispering you the secrets to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And it, it really did feel like this daunting... And then the truth is... There's no rhyme or reason. Nobody working in the industry that knows what the rhyme or, you know, that, totally. that knows what the, the rules are. Otherwise, it would be easy. Yeah, it's yeah. not easy. Absolutely. But, you know, I'm not saying for us. I'm saying for, yeah, well, for, for anybody. Yeah. But that's what I like. That's what I find is kind of interesting now with people, like from back home who are in bands and stuff, ask me for advice, and I'm, I've got no fucking clue what I'm doing. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I, like, I've actually, I don't know how I've ended up in this position. It's happened. Like, I, I, love, I love playing music. I've played music. I've written songs for a very long time. But in terms of like how to break through, I don't have a fucking clue. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's like you say. It's like there's no like. I feel like everyone's kind of, especially now, now more than ever, everyone's kind of just a bit like, well, fuck it. We'll just try all this different stuff and just Man, try it. We'll see what works. Do you know what I mean? To me, the. The internet just feels like a wild west. Oh, it's mad. It, it feels like, like it, in the sense that I don't feel as if record labels quite understand the power or, mm. or like what the best way to approach it is. I don't mm. know. I, yeah. Not just record labels, but it just it feels like a daunting. Yeah, I don't oh. know what I'm trying. It's to. Weird. No, they're saying it's like so new still. Even like it's what twenty years or something that has been really like the forefront of things, and it's like. It's, and it's always changing as well. Mm. So, like, as soon as they feel like, all right, we've got a handle on this, it's like six months, do you know what I mean, out of date, do you know what I mean? It's fucking, mm. it, it just keeps going. And it's like, so Spotify, for example, like, I remember when we, when I released my first single, it was on, it went on New Music Friday and stuff, and it was really cool and all that, but now, the, even the distance from t March 2017 to now, Spotify's so much bigger. Oh, man. And it's like, that's such a short period of time in the grand scheme of things, do you know what I mean? It's crazy. So me playing my last gig of the first album yeah. to releasing the first single of the second album, mm. genuinely, it was such a shock for me because I hadn't... On the first album, although Spotify was important, yeah. it wasn't what it is now. Mm. Like, it wasn't... And it, if I'm honest, that kind of... That took some catching up yeah. on our part of like, oh, yeah. we knew it had come on, but not quite in the way as far that, as that it yeah. <laughs> So did you kind of... You start playing shows. Mm. What age would you have been when you started travelling to Edinburgh or Glasgow for shows? I love it. My first, my first show. Oh no was, way! Yeah, my first show was in Edinburgh, so it was like um, I, I remember. I don't know if you remember Orange, that Orange Inside Act thing that was. It was on Channel Four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like this guy Tommy Rayleigh won it, right. um, who ended up being a tutor at my college. Like it was such a weird thing. I supported him as my first gig, and he think he's fucking brilliant. But um, that was my first gig. Was doing a. It was an all-day festival thing called SOS Fest in the GRV in Edinburgh, which is now called the Mash House. And uh, yeah, I went on first and like on the wee acoustic stage. No one was really there, but again, this guy Ross Coots just went right before the headliner Tommy went on. It was like he saw I was still there and was like, well, "The change was taking longer than expected. Do you want to jump on?" So a full room, like, "Do you want to jump on and sing?" like two or three songs while it's happening. So for me as like a 11 year old, it was like next level, do you oh, know what I mean? Mate. And I remember doing, there's a video online actually of me singing 
Rewind by Paolo Nettini. Oh, and you I say, used to sing that. Yeah, fucking, what a tune, eh? What a tune. But, like, fucking, like... It's, and you can see, I think, the moment where, like, the pin drops of me being, like... Because my face, everyone's singing along. So I did one of my songs, and I did Paolo Nettini. And everyone starts singing along Rewind at the chorus. And I remember just being, like... You could, like, literally, if you watch the video... Um, grant my last request. <laughs> no, that's, that's the last request. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rewind, yeah. <laughs> No can't sleeping just, at night. Yeah, yeah, can't we just rewind? Yeah, but you can see the moment with the pin drops of me going like, um, like I'm gonna do this. Sorry, yeah. I just sang. Was it this song? <laughs> was, it, was it? Hey, I got my new shoes on. No, you know that Beatles shoes. song, Let It Be, the one that goes, Hey Jude. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> sorry, <about> that's <laughs> not good to But um, but yeah, you can see like the moment with the pin drops of me being like. I'm fucking pursuing this because my face just like lights up. It's like, and it's, I mean, it looks like it was filmed on a fucking toaster. The video, yeah. but if you go back now, it's on YouTube. You can find it, and like, you can. It's like you get the exact moment that I just go, I'm fucking, I'm having some of this. Do you know what I mean? And were your parents, were they, in any way, kind of pushy parents? Of you need to be gigging. Da, 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 da. Nah. Well, when I got to like 16, 17, my pals were getting jobs. It was more like. We don't, you fucking, you do singing all you want, right? But you need to make money. And it was like, making money was like doing like three hour cover gigs and pubs and stuff. And it was like, they were just like, ha totally happy for you to do the music. But it's like, as long as I was seen to be making an effort, like they wouldn't push me to do it. But like, if I, I just, they just liked me to be proactive with it. Do you know what I mean? It's that thing, we don't mind what you do as long as you put your all yeah, into it. Yeah, exactly, 100%. So it was like, whether it was just picking up the guitar, writing, trying to write a song every day, playing gigs, whatever it was, going to rehearsals, we had, like the bands I was in, um, it was just like as long as I was seen to be doing something. I remember when my, my I left school when I was like, so I must have been eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, whatever, and uh, the summer was coming to an end, and it was like six weeks until like people went to college and uni and stuff, and I didn't have anything to do, and I was lying in my bed one morning, <laughs> and. Uh, my dad comes upstairs and goes, uh, um, so what's, what, what, what's, what are you doing after uni? Like, what are you doing after summer and stuff like that? I was like, oh, I thought I'd just, like, do you know what I mean? Just kind of see how it goes, kick about. And he went, ah, he, he blew his fucking lid. He was like, if you think you're sitting in your fucking bed <laughs> for the, like, the next year, you're fucking, you've got another thing coming. So I phoned up my friend Adam, who now plays guitar for Youngblood. I don't know if you know Youngblood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, um, so he plays that him. And, uh, yeah, I phoned him up and I was like, what was that college course that you're doing? that you had planned to do this year and he told me and I just went on, applied for it, got in and yeah, that was me for two years but I remember, <laughs> I remember when I'm blown, his, my dad blew his fucking lid he was like, what? <laughs> it was fucking amazing but, um, I bet you thought you had it all figured out in fair oh, like, what do you mean? I'm just... like, and like, no one had mentioned it all summer and I was like, I think I'm going to get fucking with this here like, not doing anything but uh, yeah, no, it was fucking, it was brilliant man it was like, stuff like that I always like remember as being like Pivotal moments. Because I also went to college to study. Mm. Do you look back on it fondly? Do you have lessons that you learnt from it that you still carry today? How do you feel about that? Um, I, I did enjoy. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. It gave me time as well. Just but for one thing, it bought me time. If anything, and it was like the tutors were really good and the course was good. I, but I, I kind of took away from the fact you can't teach a songwriting. I don't think. I think it's just something you need to do and practice and practice. There's no like, I remember one of this, the, the, the things we had was like, pick five senses and write a song using all five senses and stuff. And it was like, stuff like that. I, I just don't, I never clicked with it. I never thought it was singing. 
But, um, yeah, so I, I kind of took that away from it. Although, I mean, some people might have got it, got yeah. some use for it, but for that, I didn't think it. But, um, but, you know, it was good, man. I just, it was just, as I say, it was just nice to fucking be out of, like, school and be like, oh, the, everyone here likes music. This is what I hate to do. It kind of bought me time. But, yeah, it wasn't like... I didn't, like, leave it being... And I kind of learned th some things about the industry because we did, like, a music yeah, business yeah, side yeah. of things, which was really useful. But in terms of, like, playing and stuff like that, I didn't really... I don't think I, I... I just continued on the route that I was going on anyway, do you know what I mean? So, um, but it's good, as I say, bought my time, student loan, had money, paid for a holiday. It was all good. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but where did you go to uni? Uh, so I left school at 16 and did a, like, a BTEC right. uh, in a place called Turnford. It's, oh, wow. It's, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, fucking Tumper. Man, Lewis gasped. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I moved to Bristol and I did. Because yeah. um, you did residen residencies at Bristol. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at that time, sure. fucking wicked, the residency thing. Yeah. I, I kind of ended up only doing one year of this course, which you d everyone was signed up for a year and then there was the option to pick up for two more. Yeah. And I, uh, in that, period of kind of enlisting for the second two years I met my manager mm -hmm. and there was that kind of conversation of like well you could either learn about it or you could try and do it do and it. it felt like a I don't know it was daunting it mm -hmm. was really like oh, but because there's a certain amount of security mm -hmm. and certainty at college yeah you get your timetable totally. and you're like okay cool yeah uh but I decided to go with it yeah um, totally. Last thing as well, no one I know who works in music went to uni or college to work in music. It's, it's just like... I know, and that's why I was keen to ask you about it, because I'm sure there'll be a lot of kids listening that are umming and ahhing about, should I go to college for music? Mm. Mm. My answer to it is always, I really think you should, as long as you're prepared, you will get out what you put in. Yeah. So you need to, wherever you move to, you need to be doing as many gigs as you can. Totally. And if you can use it as like a sounding board of meeting people. And mm -hmm. if you, I met one lecturer in particular that I loved and still today I appreciate his opinions yeah. and stuff. And um, that was really beneficial mm. for me. But it's like, it's the same, it's like we were saying about being proactive. Yeah. It's like going down, especially like for me, I mean, I went to, Motherwell, which is not, there's not really many like music connections in Motherwell, but going to somewhere like, I don't know, going to, for example, coming to London oh, and man. going to like college at London would be like, see, thinking back, if I could go back, I would probably do, have done that. Although, maybe not, because I think there was, there was, ignore exactly what I just said, I'm going to say something different, because I think there was actually, there's something, there was something nice about having the space to, I think if I was in London, I would have been judged a lot earlier on like earlier stuff. But um, it was something nice about being in like a relaxed environment. Music scene's still fucking great in Glasgow and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was like I saw ignore exactly what I just said. I'm yeah, in the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I would yeah. say the same. I think like if you if you can go to Bristol or Brighton or Manchester yeah. or you know Liverpool, oh. Glasgow. Anyway, if you can go to one of these cities that still has so much going on mm. without it being huge. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Like, totally. without it being so big that you just get... Lost in it all, lost yeah. Lost in it all. Mm. Totally. So, th something has to happen, and I know it's different for everybody, but mm. so you start doing shows 
you know, really young, actually. Mm -hmm. But something has to happen where you start to meet who will later go on to be your team around you, mm. so whether it be management or publishers or agents yeah. or labels. Or, when did that start? When did you become more than just, just yourself and the guitar? So when I was about 18... So I used to... Despite the fact that I was gigging for all that time, I never recorded and released music, ever. I just kept on doing it. What I would do is write songs, record them on my iPhone and put them on SoundCloud every single time. And it was like... Like, that was it, just all I did. And it was like, they ended up being like a a two-year, three-year sort of, like, catalogue of songs. And you could really see, like, progression from start to finish. So, um, so there's that. That was all online. And then my manager, who I met and had at the time, uh, who would later be, go on to be my manager, so I had two, actually. Uh, the guy called Scott Cutwood, fucking brilliant. And uh, he, uh, he did this thing called Hit the Road, which was like... It's like, oh fuck, sorry. A youth, <laughs> a youth music, a youth music initiative in Scotland, sort of thing. Where it's, um, it's like they would, you. It's, I was actually fucking at CB Fair. It's a fucking amazing thing. It's like you apply to get in, you apply to get in, and then they pick three, like young people, forty to nineteen year olds, um, and they take them on like a mini tour of like. So they pick someone from Dumfries, someone from Glasgow, someone from Edinburgh and you play a, sh a show in each of the hometowns. So it's like, and each play a personal headline at their own hometown. But it was like a real thing of like, first time in a, like a, a splitter van and just oh, driving man. around, and it was like a proper cool thing. I applied for it first time, didn't get in, still bitter about it. I applied for it the second time, got in, um, and yeah, I started working with him, and then he was like, kind of put me in to record this EP that I didn't end up using in the end, but it was still an amazing experience, my first kind of proper experience recording. Um, and then, at the same time, I get an, an email out of the blue from this manager who I have at the moment called Ryan Walter, who, yeah, he just, he, he like, even now he does it, there's skewers SoundCloud for fucking hours and YouTube for hours, just trying to find, like, a, a voice that he, that he, that he loves. And, uh, yeah, he emailed me out of the blue, all right, my name's Ryan, how's it going? Really like your stuff would be down to, like, are you managed, whatever, do you know what I mean, these your email. And it was literally as easy as that, it was a total email to Blue. And I said, cool, he came up to a show that I played in Dumfries, there was about four people there, he still got a recording of it, they came and recorded the show, um, just to listen back to it. We met the next day, he was like, who are you managed by? I said, Scott. And then it was like, I was like, right, I want you two to work together. These two guys had never worked together before. Um, and yeah, that was, that was when I first got management and first got... Like, that, that was it for me. That's it. And to be fair, I'm still with one of them, Ryan, at the minute, so, um, yeah, but they're fucking, they're both, they're both brilliant. And, like, as I, I say this all the time, and people always roll their eyes, but I'm sure, like, I feel like what's happened has very little to do with me and so much to do with the people around me being good at their fucking jobs. Because if it wasn't for them, I would still be playing gigs in Glasgow and Edinburgh. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I would still be doing the same thing because I had no fucking clue, really, how to break into it. So it's like, yeah, meeting those two guys proper was the was like the turning point of like, oh, OK, there's something's happening here. And it, there was a, a long period as well where I had to kind of keep my mum and dad at bay and chill out and all that. But you got a fucking manager, you're not gigging, you're writing all the time. What? But they just didn't understand the thing. And, uh, yeah, it was like a total... Uh, that was like the, that was the, the switch. It was so... And it, it was so... I'm so pleased it happened so... 
like naturally as well. There was never like a. I didn't shop around to being like yeah. management. I need management. Yeah. It was just like it just kind of happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I completely understand where you're coming from when you talk about it being. You know, only so much of it can be because of you. Yeah. I I feel that totally. hugely. Yeah. You know, there's not a business bone in my body. There's mm. not a chance. Yeah. I could you know organise a yeah. show. Totally. I don't, I don't <laughs> know how to get a song on the fucking radio. Do no. you know what I mean? No. And it's like these songs, like how many? And it's not your job to. That's yeah. The totally. Thing. Exactly. But like, so how many of your friends have like who are writing fucking incredible songs, and like you think they're amazing? Just haven't like that could so like fucking I don't know like someone you loved could have just as easily just been a song that I put on SoundCloud and recorded had it do you know what I mean had it not been there had it not been for these people do you know what I mean so it's like it's 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 it's, it's so I, 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 I've truly truly mean it and I I think sometimes people think I'm disingenuous when I say this and that's probably why they roll their eyes but it's fuck all to do with I mean you can write the songs and stuff yeah. and try your best write songs you like. But it's got, it's just so people just don't. I, I, that's been the most surprising thing. People just don't see the the fucking the actual people who are getting making it happen. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. fucking it's incredible. Yeah, thank you for that. That was wicked to hear. Mm. Something that really stands out to me mm -hmm. when I listen to your album. Mm -hmm. um, I've had that thing today, by the way. Have you ever had that thing where you're supporting someone and you just can't stop singing their song? You'll yeah, be like backstage, yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. singing Grace all day. Oh, and the whole day I was like, just make sure you stop doing it when he walks through the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. I'll chat the door, you're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like and that. I'd come in and go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fucking paradise, the shop there, and fucking <laughs> Barcelona, Everton. Yeah. But something that stands out to me when I listen to your album mm. is just how honest it is, lyrically, Ooh, I think, too, and that, to me, I don't know, I always think that people take that for granted a bit when they listen to music, it's like, but for me, for sure, I, that takes some doing, it takes mm. like a bit of running up, yeah. and sometimes I'll record a song and I'll be like, ah, oh, man, you're, you're kind of brushing over something there, you mm. need to go back and... Yeah, yeah, totally. Is that something that you have to consciously do? Do you sit back and go, fuck, I was really honest on that song? I don't, I don't make an effort to do it. And, and the thing is, I used to not, from the age of 11 to fucking 17, I never wrote a song about myself. Yeah. I always wrote songs about, like, other people, I just yeah. made up Him, shit. Her, yeah, yeah, they, that totally. was the same. Exactly, and I, just, and I would just make up shit. Um, and kind of hope that it fucking sounded like a cohesive song. But, um... Yeah, for like the longest time I did that, and then it wasn't until I started co-writing with people that they drew that out of me. Because at fucking 18, 19, you're like, you don't really, and it's a, it's a horrible thing, it's a bad thing, and it's thingy, but you don't really, you're not really in touch with your feelings, or you don't want to be in touch with your feelings. Toxic masculinity, but, um, but it's like, I, it's, I call it self-preservation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, so you kind of like, uh, yeah, you kind of shut that off. And then it wasn't until I sat in a room with someone um, for the first time. There's actually a couple of guys called Nick Atkinson and Ed Holloway who I've done a lot of the album with. And they, I think they just went to me, so what's going on in your life? And it's like, that's such a, at 18, no one had really asked me it in that way before. I was like, 
what, what the fuck's it to you like? What's going on in my life? Yeah, come, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, fucking watch myself. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, like, do you know what I mean? It was like, it was so weird. And it was just like, but it immediately it just draws this, like, draws something out of like, okay, cool, I'm going to write about myself. But now it's like, it's not a thing of like, I don't go, fucking cut me open and I bleed. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I just kind of, just fucking, I just, I just do it and then, I, I just, I, now it's become, and it's made me much more able to speak about how I'm feeling and stuff like that, which is amazing. But um, it's, it's just, now I'm just like, this is just what, what's happening in my life. I'm just writing it. I think for, for anyone listening as well, it's worth pointing out that often when you go into a room to co-write, actually there can be an air of, I don't give a shit what's going on in your life. Yeah. I want to write a belter, right? Yeah, that that does yeah, happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so for those two people to ask you that, I think is testament to them and oh, what you've done with them. Incredible. Like, and it's like, that was my second ever co-writing session with them. So it was like, as in like, my, I, I did my first co-writing session with a guy called Ollie Green, who's brilliant, and my second ever co-writing session with Nick and Ed, and they ended up being, they're all over the album. Yeah. Their, their, their juices are all over the album, if yeah. you will. But, um, <laughs> and, uh, I, take, I always have to lower the tone. But, um, uh, yeah, but, uh, so I think, yeah, for them to do that was just, it, it could have been a very different process co-writing had I went in initially with people who were like, but that's the thing about Nick and Ed, they get in, they, 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 they want to be in something from the start. Like, if they believe in something, they'll write from, like, the beginning, they'll be like, fucking, we love this, we're in on this, there's no... And you go in, it's like the, the studio's at Nick's, Nick's house, and it's like your kids are running around and stuff, there's no air of, like, ego or anything, it's just like, he, we're here to write some songs. Let's do what it, was that conversation like between you and your manager when they first suggested writing with people? I remember being a bit precious about, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but this is my art. Yeah, style. yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But so, I, it's like, yeah, I was definitely like, but what, what you think the songs are, but I thought you liked the songs. Like, what were you you know what I mean? But having done it now, I'm a much better writer for it, I think. Ah. Do you know what I mean? I think, like, it's not like, it's not about, like, it's not about getting someone to help you write a song. You know? It's just about fucking the the kind of the, the collaborative like nature of it is fucking amazing. Just because it like it brings out things in you that you didn't think you could do or would do or fucking. I had never played. I had never sang a song with a piano before. I used to always do it. In the no car. way. Never before. Like before. So the first single that I put out was Uncle Bruises. Never. And it comes even as soon as I did it, there was like a fucking. If you listen to everything I did co-write wise, pre bruises, and then so I wrote bruises the day I turned twenty, um, pre that, and then post that, it's like it's completely different. So it's all like pure head, like bandy, like like very indie kind of leaning. And then as soon as I wrote with a piano and just a vocal, I'd never done it before. It was like this is fucking this is like a whole new thing. I'd never done it before, and that's how the album ends up being. I can't fucking play piano. And the album's like, <laughs> yeah. and, the al and the album's fucking like, predominantly oh. piano late. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, that's why Bruises is so fucking, if, if people listen to it, it's so sparse because that's the only shit that I could play. Oh, so it studio. is you playing? On yeah, on that one, yeah. It's just like, boom, like fucking very, very like sparse. But um, yeah, it's fucking, it, it was mad. But, I, I, but now I like, going into album two, the thing is as well with co-writing, if you go, see if I go in with nothing, I never get a song out, like, ever. I think this, if you're going in with co-writing, you should come in with an idea and be like, this is, I think it still has to come from you, the, this, the, the initial seed of the song or the idea of the song. Because I think 
then it becomes like things get a bit lost in it. But if you come and go, I've got this here, I want to write about this, and this is like, it's a, it just makes for a much more like, okay, we know what, we all know what we're doing. But see, when you go in and they go, I used to hate two things. I used to hate when they go, right, you've got piano songs, well, let's write a piano song. Like, oh, oh man. Or, what's the song you don't have? Let's write that. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. fuck off. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't have that song for a reason, you bastard. Yeah. Like, but um, but um, no, so it's just, it's, but I, I, I feel like I've become much better. I never used to write middle hates. Oh, mate, I'm still finding that hard. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking so shit, man. And it was like, it was, <laughs> it was fucking, well, you nailed it in fucking paradise. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was, uh, do you know what? Thank you, man. I just, you know, um, I got sober down yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, mm. I want to feel that yeah, on stage. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, it's so funny because the other day I was writing a song and I just started doing it again. Yeah. I just started singing lyrics. I was like, fuck it, stick a choir on it. Because it's, I don't, I love middle apes when they're good, but mm. they're so. A good middle is very hard to come by. Oh, man. Yeah, but that's the thing as well. It's like, now I'm in a position where I'd go, do you know what, see if the middle eight doesn't add anything to the song, fuck it off. Yeah. Because now it's like, songs can be like two minutes 40. Oh man. And it's totally cool. Old Town Road. Yeah. It's like, right. I put that on for the first time, I was like, did that come in at like under two minutes? But the thing is, I fucking, I'm, I'm so late to that song. Like, yeah. I'm only just now listening to it. I remember, knocked someone you loved off number one and I was raging, but uh, that's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it would have been a nice round two months, yeah, but yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Not better about it at all, don't think about it every day I wake up. But, um, <laughs> and I remember just listening to it the other day, like, properly, and you go, that's a fucking great oh, song. man. It's so good, man. Like, Carol Barry, tell me not. It's Damn. fucking brilliant, man. I love it. Yeah, totally. And then they, they, they brought a Mason Ramsey version. Remember Mason yeah, Ramsey? Yeah. Well, I mean, remember him, he's, he's, not, like, he's not that old, but, like, um, and he has his fucking, it has verse and it's Fucking hilarious and it's brilliant, but um, but yeah, like stuff like that. I think that's the thing. Like, just having the confidence now to be like, do you know what? I don't have to have a middle eight in the song. Whereas before, I was just not doing it because I didn't know what the fucking way yeah, are, yeah. and I didn't know I didn't like them. Yeah. But whereas now, it's like if it's not adding something, fuck it off. Do you know what I mean? I think there's so much to be said for that, and for the, that's exactly the, what. You know, so I only co-wrote with one person on the second album which is a guy called Joel and yeah. we did a lot of the first album together mm. and it's exactly that I've found in Joel somebody that I trust mm. but also trust to push me a bit and he you yeah. know and he'll say I think you can do better working with someone you know you've got a good relationship with someone when they can look you in the eye and say that's fucking shit yeah like, do you know what I mean and I think but again that's another reason that I'm so pleased I've done like, see, second album, I'm planning on going in and doing a lot of it myself. Just because now I feel like, all right, I've, I get this now. I think I'm writing songs. There's, there's basically, after having learned all this, I'll still work with the, the usual people, but I'm not like. Shopping around, going into session after session. Exactly, yeah, the same, like, like I did in the first album. But um, just there's something to be said as well for doing co writing that it gives you a bit more confidence. But when I first started doing co writes, if someone did something I didn't like, I'd just go, oh, cool, yeah, like, oh, yeah, And then by yeah. the end of it, you're like, fuck off, fuck yeah. you, that's shame, yeah, get yeah. out. Like, I've so many times I, I would, like, try and be like, oh, no, I'm not sure about that. Mm. And they were like, persistent fucker, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, cool, man. And just in the back of your head, like, well, this is a waste of a day. Yeah, I'm going to get home and just, I'm going to cringe when I hear yeah, this. Yeah, totally. There's sometimes as well when they would do that with me, I would say, 
oh, cool. And I thought, right, I'll keep it in now, but seeing like two hours, I'm going to say, I don't really like that mid-late and take it out. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I pl- now that I've thought about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, I bookmark it. But it's like, yeah, man, it's like, it's like you say, people being persistent, and it's like, I've got so many OK songs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I'm sure as well you've just got fucking... Uh, like, uh, for every great song you write, there's so many, like, it's just fine ones. Ten, if not more, yeah. for every one, there's ten yeah. kind of like, oh. That are, like, good, they look fine, but it's like, you don't... You're not, you don't feel something when you listen to it or when you play it, and it doesn't really, like, just... It doesn't mean anything to you, so it's like, I've got so many of those fucking yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, I go into a session, I'm like, look, this is like... I, I don't... I'd rather come out of a session with nothing than an OK song, because yeah. it's like, what... We don't need to do this. No, no, no. We don't need to both put ourselves through this to the point where we just squeeze something out that's terrible. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I quite like to just now be like, that's not working, let's do this. That's, like, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Keep, keep it, keep vulnerable. And that's what I found, like, that's how someone you loved came about in a session. I was with a TMS and Romans, um, and they, we, were sit, we were working on something that was very uncharacteristically happy. Right. And it was to, I thought album was done ready to go, whatever, and then um, we were working on this song, and I love, I, I love the song, but it was just like, cool, we got halfway through it, we hit a bit of a snag, and then the TMS guys went, let's let's work on somebody else for ten minutes, just to kind of, just like jog the brain a bit, and it was like, I was, I've got this thing from back, from back, I've got it, and I played them on my phone, and they were like, play it out, I can't really, can't really picture it, play it, and thingy, and I played them it, and they were like, cool, let's work on that, and it was like, do you know what I mean? Like, if that if they hadn't went, fucking, let's just try something else for a couple of minutes. It's like it just wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have happened. Do you know what I mean? With... I'm grinning because I love these stories. Oh, the... but, but those moments where it's like, if we hadn't done yeah. X, Y, or Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking. It's, and it's scary to think of it almost. But it's like, thank, thank fuck. Oh you know man. I mean? Yeah, man. It's, it's so like, like that's what I'm saying. It's like, so the the, the but that, that's a verse, pre-chorus, and chorus that I wouldn't have finished, that was just sitting on my phone logs mm. and I was just, like, scrolling through it and I was like, what about this one? And it was like... <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? But it's like... It was like a song that I'd sat at the piano for, like, four hours, hated myself for three hours and 45 minutes and thought, you're fucking shit at this, you're mm-hmm. terrible, the album's finished, fuck it. And then for that last 15 minutes, I just bashed out the verse melody, pre-chorus melody and the chorus melody, but I couldn't think of lyrics, so I was like, fuck it. I'll just wait until the next album. And the worst thing, the most frustrating thing about that, and this is for me anyway, yeah. is so often my most successful songs have come extremely easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and not because mm-hmm. I'm good at it or yeah. anything, it's just something about yeah. those songs where it's like... Cool. They just, mm. although they, they take a bit of work later on down the line, the yeah. bulk of it comes yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in a yeah. really short amount sure. of time. But it's like... I think people mistake that for like, you sit down, you pick up the tart, and you go, "Dring," and it's like it starts. But I think I mean like, like like with someone you loved, I fucking sat at the piano for four hours before it came very easy. Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? So I think sometimes you have to kind of just it's like rummaging around in your yeah. brain a bit and being like, like fucking get that out of the way, get that out of the way, and then you go right, I'm having that, and it's like yeah, for, I think yeah, for, there's very very few times I'll sit down and go. Dum, 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 dum. And it's like, that was my song. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hit. <laughs> um, but there's very few times I'll sit right down and the first chords I play are like, this is it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's, 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 but I, I, I do agree with you. I think there's, 
I think yeah, the, the, the best ones come the quickest. Yeah, which is a pain in the ass. Yeah, so much man, it is it. because yeah, yeah. Mm, totally. But I think as well, there's like there is something to be said for like um, that the, the ones that take a bit longer. Yeah, because when you finish it as well, it's like you almost feel more like you've put more of yourself into it. If that makes any sense, like not like to discredit the ones that come quick, but it's like you're like fucking yes, man. Uh-huh. I'm so glad we nailed this. Like, do you know what I mean? There's something. To be- I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, so apologies if I have, but with Paradise, mm. uh, yeah, and I use that as an example because I learned of myself if I'm writing a song by myself. Mm. So with Paradise, I came up with the verse melody mm. and then I left it. Yeah. And I left it for two months, three months. And every time I picked up the guitar, I'd play that verse melody. And if something came at the end of it, I'd record it. If yeah. it didn't, I didn't stress. Yeah, yeah, I'd just yeah. be like, cool, on to the next thing. Cool. And it took the best part of eight months yeah. but it was just like picking up the guitar nothing's come for that cool totally. move on to the next thing yeah yeah that's, that's I fucking love stuff like that as well yeah like, and some, there's something to be said as well for that continues to pop up continues to pop up continues yeah. to pop up do you know what I mean um, and that's why see when I get when I get stuff like that I won't take it into a session with someone I'm the same when yeah. there's something that it's, it keeps repeating totally because you don't want to go into a session and then the session's shite yeah. and the song's then shite and you've used that good verse melody, that then if you go away and try and go, fuck that. It was a fucking this. court case. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> someone's like, no, I fucking look like that. you're like, fuck off. But, um, but, uh, but yeah. also I like the challenge now on yeah. myself. What you were saying about working more by yourself on your next album, yeah. I do feel a need to push myself to yeah. sometimes I'll write something and I'll be like, I'm going to play this to Joel, but I'm actually going to ask if he's cool with me just working it on by myself. Yeah, yeah. Not for any reason other than I can feel myself yeah. working it out, and that's totally. a good thing. Mm. That's because that's the thing as well. Like, sometimes I found, like, maybe midway through writing the album, I was quite... I just couldn't finish anything myself. And I got into a position where I was like, fuck, do I need someone else here to write this? But it was just coming from a place of not having someone there to to bounce it off, do you know what I mean? But it's just like, sometimes it's just like, even when I was younger, I used to just, I would, as soon as I wrote a song, I would go straight downstairs and play it to my mum and dad. Like, do you know what I mean? And even that, like, and my mum's like got this face where if she thinks something's terrible, she'll, she just can't fucking hide it. So it was like, yeah, like even that, and I think I got into a bit of a rut where I was like, fuck, I don't know if I'm, if I'm good at this anymore, do you know what I mean? If I can do this myself anymore. And then by the end of the album, it's like, you have to kind of go, fucking just sit down, finish something, do you know what I mean? You know, it's incredible how long you, you were at the number one spot. Mm. You know. Okay, right. For both, you know, the album and the single. Mm-hmm. And, but do you still ever have moments of, like, imposter syndrome oh, or, like... Get it massively all the time. But I do, I, I've not spoken to anyone who doesn't. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, fucking who? Um, Dan from Bastille. He, 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 like, I remember him saying as well. It's like, I think when something goes like that, George is just cracking open a beer and he's an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> that's his fourth one. He's on the pod. Uh, you heard it here first. Um, but, um, Wait, it's, it's not far from the truth of the moment. <laughs> yeah, man, he's in. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but he, he gets it as well when it's like, I think. When, when a song does that, it's so much bigger than you that it's like, it, it's just... I, when it was happening, I felt it was happening to someone else and I was just watching. 
Elizabeth happened to, to look like him and have the same small penis and the same, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> all, the same, all the same moments. But, like, <laughs> but it was like, I just remember it feeling just so surreal that it was like, this is so, so sorry again, lowering the tone here, but uh, just tickle me. <laughs> He's but, just tickled yeah, me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's an open, it's an under table situation, but um, uh, fucking uh, yeah, it was that thing of like, like, I'm not, I do not deserve to have a number one for seven weeks. No one deserves to have a number one, no one deserves fuck all, I don't think, but like, no one deserves that, no one should have that. It's like an anomaly thing for me, like, that will never happen again in my career. I can I can tell you that right now, and um, it was like that thing of the the bigger it got, the more I felt like oh fuck this is I mean I'm not that this isn't like I'm not I shouldn't be do-. like I mean, it was like this thing and you go in and people are like so how like you know how is it, how do you write a hit and you're like oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know do you know what I mean it's like and you just it was so it's so surreal and I get it like even when I see backstage at festivals and you fucking see I don't know your next door like. Nile Rogers and fucking like I don't know fucking like people like yourself and people like I don't know Jess Claire and the Cooks fucking Arctic Monkeys around the corner and you're just like why the fuck am the I The thing is here? with someone like Nile Rogers mm. is if you said how'd you like a hit he'd be like oh it's simple man yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, it's like it's just one of those things like I just even just being in that environment I kind of like I show up and I'm not showered fucking yeah. disgusting and I look around and everyone looks great and they're all fucking just like they just like it just feels to me in that environment like I do it like a kid at his first day of school. Every time we go to festivals, I feel like it. But it's so it's weird because that for me has gone, Ooh. but it kind of almost happened overnight. In the and yeah. I miss it. Yeah. I miss the not that I'm like I don't walk onto a festival site like here I am. Here I am. Well, I don't know. I saw you transmitting. You know, <laughs> bowling about. Uh, security guards. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's like a, it, it, that that new day at school feeling. Mm-hmm. It kind of wears off, and yeah. I, I wish sometimes I could have a little bite of it again. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, 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 I don't, totally. It's it's anything. If you do anything enough times. Mm. it starts to be normal which yeah. is so weird to say because mm. there's nothing normal about yeah it. totally it's so, it's so bizarre but it's uh, yeah I guess that thing I keep it's so new for me all this like I know I've been I've been like but it's so colossal as well this yeah. is what I'm, I'm trying it's not that I'm edging around it but it's kind of I kind of want to talk to you about how not only is it new but mm. just the scale of it oh, is kind of I can't, can't like I can't imagine it. I sometimes get scared because I'm like, this is like, I hope, I hope, I sometimes feel like, oh, fucking, I don't feel like I'm losing control of things here. Like, do you know what I mean? Like a fucking, like a wee go kart or something that's going down a hill, and I'm like, fuck, can't. Do you know what I mean? I, just, I sometimes get scared of that, and like, like, so doing, we put arenas on sale before the album came out, and I remember being like, I'm really fucking worried about that. I don't. Not that no one pushed me into it, no one forced me into it. Like, it was just I remember hearing it and being like, "Where you might think that's fucking amazing." Here we go, let's do it. But it's like, it's like I'm, it takes a, I think it takes a while to get to a level where you can do that. In terms of like, not I mean, not I mean like, whatever it is, build up all the time. I mean like, as a performer, as a fucking musician, and I just feel like sometimes I hope this isn't fucking. 
going. I, I sometimes feel like it's going too quick. My mother shares the same, the same concerns. I just sometimes feels like it's all happening a bit too fast, and I have to kind of stop and go, right, it's all good, we're fine. Like for example, we've so we've got that tour, and that's in March next year, that arena run, and like we kind of, we kind of. I was talking to my agent and my tour manager yesterday. You kind of forget, like, I've completely, completely forgot that we've got a whole fucking UK and European mm. tour at the end of the year because it's, it's so focused on that. But yeah, I do. So it's kind of, it's, it's fucking amazing. And I'd never, like, it's so brilliant. But it's also, like, you do have worries of, like, fuck, I hope I'm up to playing this arena show and I hope I'm up to doing this. And yeah. I think those concerns that you're talking about of is this happening too quick or. Mm -hmm. And just from someone outside of it, watching it, I, I think you have to give yourself credit for just how personable you are and come across and how easy it is for myself as a punter to buy into you. Right. Because you're, you, you have an ability to disarm people. So when, like, if you watch interviews of you or... It, there's a... And I don't know if this is looking too far into it, but there's something so, you know, appealing about that. Mm. For, for someone that's into music, because it's, there is this notion, I think, that, or in the past there has been that people in entertainment are better than, or that, or that are, they're yeah. living this part. Yeah. And it doesn't, I, you can see some people try and, Actors like I could be your mate. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally. and, and it feels contrived at times, but there's there's something um, I don't know. I, I think you you shouldn't worry about the speed thing because yeah. I think that all comes from you and people being behind you and believing in it. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's, but yeah. You know, and, and and regarding the huge shows. Oh that you have to remind yourself when you step out on those stages, and I have to, mm -hmm. I walk into every gig telling myself that it's a room full of people that I need to win over. Yeah, yeah, It's, it's just... I'm the exact it's just, fucking same, yeah. It's like torturing myself, because mm -hmm. it's like, no, George, actually, if you walked on stage and said, this is a room full of people that are here to support me, yeah. you wouldn't feel so, like, totally. uptight before the gig. But do you think that comes from... Like playing shows from like the age of I don't oh, whenever you started, yeah, um, yeah, totally. I, I wonder actually because yeah, you know, playing an open mic night, mm. you spend of the four songs you're allowed to play, you spend three of them trying to convince people that they don't want to talk to their girlfriend, yeah, 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 and they yeah, want yeah. to listen to music. I, I don't want to order a drink or something, man. <laughs> yeah. and those are all lovely things. Yeah. Like, I love ordering <laughs> drinks and talking to girls. Do you know what I mean? It's brilliant, but um, no, I totally understand. And it's like for me, the reason I sing so loud now. Is because you're trying to fucking shout over people, like it's so like that's it. Uh, it's so like it's like just this thing, and it's that way of like I kind of this part of me that likes it, like the the challenge of going yeah. and being like thingy, but it is also just adds so much unnecessary pressure. Like for me, this be, doing like headline shows is still quite alien because yeah. it's like what, so all these people have paid tickets already, and they're all like they like the songs. It's such a it seems sorry, I'm belching with fuck. Um, it seems like such a an alien an alien concept that they that you don't have like you don't have to. You I mean you don't have to put a good show, obviously, yeah, but like yeah. they're, they're going to be much more uh, supportive and yeah, much yeah, more yeah. like behind you than, than than anybody else. But yeah, it's so funny you saying about the singing loudly. Yeah, I, 
I used to just just scream down mm. the microphone. It's so annoying. Now, if I was in a pub and a oh. kid got up and started behaving the way I used to, yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to... And he'd go, yeah, for sure. Because you're yeah. just trying to... And actually, on my second album, I from having to work out how to maintain my voice on the first album, mm. I now sing differently mm. in that I don't shout as much. Yeah. I feel like... See, that's where I'm at at the minute. I try to gauge that and try to be like... So like we were saying before we started recording, it's like... Be like the paranoia of like, I wonder if my, is my voice going to sound good today. Is my voice going to sound good? like it's just it's for me it's always there and it's like to the point. To be fair, it's probably for a good. This is probably for the best that I've just like I don't really drink on tour anymore. Um, like I, I, I've, I've got a day off is the only time I drink the next day. But it's like, yeah, it's like there's just that fear of like, fuck. How do you how do you maintain this? And it's like where I remember looking at people singing like I'm a massive Palantini fan, for example. And it's like watching him do it when I was younger. Do you like his song Last Request by any I do, yeah. Is that the one that goes, why can't we just rewind? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like watching it, you go, it never occurs to you. Like, oh, man. They, th that's fucking hard to do. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I remember we did a music video for my song for Thor Grace, which is in which I play a stripper. Yeah, I love it. And thanks, mate. <laughs> and uh, for what we did, when we did Shepherd's Bush Empire last year, which, funnily enough, felt like a, a big... We did it in November last year. It felt like a show that really turned things. Um, I remember getting... I'll tell you the story and then I'll tell you something else. But um, basically, people who... Be, uh, we got the, the, the strippers out yeah. and I did the dance routine at Shepherd's Bush. I had a mate that was at the gig yeah. and he was like, You've, he's brought out the dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the sparklers and everything, man. Crotch-activated fireworks and everything. But it was like... <laughs> I remember doing that thing. Fuck this. Imagine being like... See, like Ariana Grande. Haven't they sing like she fucking sings oh, and dance? Yeah, fuck off. Just stab my guitar. But one of the things that, that I was just going to say as well, this is another thing I was going to say before I get on to the other thing I was going to say, um, in terms of just going back to the arena thing, watching you do your shows. So I saw you for the first time on this run. I saw you on the last album. Uh, so you got some of my money. But, uh, <laughs> but I saw you at Glastonbury. And I think that's like a fucking... Watching that was like a fucking... Oh, this is how you make, like, the, like the singer-songwriter thing interesting. Because it's fucking... It's like a party watching your show, like, when everyone does, like, the fucking run out and the bat... And fucking, I remember just being like, OK, this is, like, the kind of stuff... Like, watching that, do you know what I mean? And I think, like, that for me was, like, a big moment of being like... Right, OK, this is how you fucking make it a bit more interesting and just sit, stand and playing the songs, do you know yeah. what I mean? Thank you, man. I, so what happened was I, I went to the Royal Albert Hall um, to watch Paul Simon, right? Yeah. And I'd made the mistake of seeing a few different of my idols and getting too pissed before the gigs yeah. and, like, enjoying it while I was there, I'm yeah. sure, and then the next day it'd be like, oh. Yeah. So I deliberately didn't drink before I went in. And he had this incredible band that were... You know, if somebody dropped the drumstick or whatever, their band acknowledged it and they laughed at each other and yeah. they would, like, totally. during the gig, they were communicating and having a laugh mm. and you felt the whole venue, you felt everyone in the seats relax and yeah, go, like, yeah. oh, cool. Yeah, totally. And it was then I walked into rehearsals and I said, I don't care if any of us play the wrong notes, mm -hmm. Or if it, you know, if we waver in time or whatever, mm. as long as we're enjoying it. Because if we're going out and enjoying it, yeah, 
everyone just automatically, yeah. yeah. So and like, it really, yeah. And you bringing the dancers out, is that, to people yeah. in the audience, it's totally. like, this is a thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. That was the first song. But, like, what I was going to say about that show, and this is another thing that I think is important to talk about in terms of, like, young musicians, I remember my... I wasn't supposed to see this, but that Shepherd's Bush show, my PR company guy, company, whatever you call them, sent basically did the whole thing of like asking a bunch of them, like I don't know what, a journalist, fucking media down to the show. And I wasn't meant to see the email, but I don't, I don't even know if they know this, but like I saw the email back of people replying to like whether or not they would be coming. And basically they, had, they put a whole thing together and some people were saying, yeah, I'll come, I'll come, blah, blah, blah. But then there was like a bottom list of like notes and they were, it was vast. But it was so vast. Because at this point as well, this is pre-Critics' Choice, pre, like, Grace had come out and was kind of doing its thing at radio. And Radio 1 were fucking bang behind it and really supporting it. But there was still that, is this going to work? And before you, so they don't know you saw the email. Did they say, so Lizzie, uh, Lewis, it's a busy night in London tonight, yeah. so a lot of press can't make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, <laughs> but I remember one of them was, what's his name? The Irish fella, Neil something. Can't remember his last name. But I remember seeing one of him that said, uh, I don't know, this Lewis Capaldi thing, his name's been floating around for a while and nothing seems to have happened. So I'm not coming down. And it, like that was like, for him, was like a sentence of being like, nah, I'm not coming down. And it's like, I remember thinking at the time, at the, at the time, I'd only been releasing music for a year and a bit. And it's like so mental now how quick artists are expected to break through. Like there's, like there's this, like, thank fuck I had the label and everyone on my side being like thinking, but in terms of, like, like the, the, the industry facing, it's like, people are so quick to go, that's fucked, that's not working, that's... And I think for, like, new artists as well, it's fucking so daunting, like, for coming through and that, and it's just getting... That window is getting smaller and smaller where, when you're supposed to have made it. But I just remember it being, like, fucking... It was, I just remember it being, like, that's fucking mental. Like, that it was, like, a write-off, do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. Yeah, and it's 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 just mad, certainly for myself, how much those things stick with you. Totally. It'll, be, it'll be like you'll think about it at random times, like oh that journalist wrote mm. this about me, and, and it's mm. like whoa, yeah. snap out of it! Yeah, it's like look yeah, what's yeah. going on totally around right. yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. That's thing as well. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I love replying to things and coming back on things, but. I think that's just my way of... I know a lot of people... Like, you, you said yourself, you don't use, like, social media as much as you used to. Yeah, but I just... And we we get on to that. I kind of... I just had to get rid of them on my phone because I just found... I had a day where I'd uploaded a photo mm -hmm. and I thought to myself, oh, that's not performed very well. Oh, yeah. Right. And, like, and then I thought, yeah. George, you're fucking mad. Yeah. Like, you're... <laughs> All of these things are going on around you. You know, you are living your dream and then some, mm -hmm. and you're concerned about some code on a screen that says a number. Totally. And it's like, and I had to. It's a very personal thing in that, like, I don't think everyone should get rid of social media at all. Yeah. I think that it's no, it's like a personal like preference and personal. Yeah, I just yeah. for me, and I'll probably get it back around the third album or something. Yeah. But I just thought like, whoa, that's a sign that you're too far into this. Yeah, yeah, totally. See, I'm, but that's thing that's like. I'm probably the exact opposite of that, where it's like, I'm on it. <laughs> like, I'm fucking, and I'm probably as on it as you can be at this point. 
but for me, it's like going into it, being aware of what it is. And I'm, that's why I, I remember doing an interview with this lady, I can't remember her name, but she, she was really nice, and she said that, she was like, it's, it's so weird, like nowadays, the kids are, are, they seem to be, the bands and musicians seem to be a lot more sensible. And I go, well, that's because you watch every fucking documentary about any band ever, and they get fucked up. <laughs> and you're like, oh. everyone's kind of coming in there being like, fuck that, you need to take your time, you need to chill out. And I think with social media, I kind of went in going, I'm lucky enough that it's been a thing while I've been growing up, but just, like, I think I was probably the last people, the last part of the last group of kids to grow up without like a fucking iPad or an iPhone or whatever. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's just good to have like, having seen it and having seen people talk about it, mm. it's like, for me, I feel going into it just being like, this is not real. Mm. It's like, so I think it's really important to distinguish that. And obviously for me, it's easy. I very grew up very thick skinned. My family take the piss out of each other to show affection. So it's always been like, do you know I mean, it's always been like something that I've thinking. And just being, I think it's just part of being Scottish as well. Is there ever, do you ever wake up and think, I feel a pressure to post stories? Like where you go, oh, I didn't post as many. Oh, no, no, well, this is the thing. It's like, so I was doing that for, I've been doing that for fucking since. How many do you reckon you post a day? Because it is a lot, isn't it? Um, well, it depends. Because if, if something that I think is amusing has happened to me, I'll put it on my story. <laughs> yeah, Rick. But then it became a thing like, of like, well, can you do a, it became a thing of like, can you do a funny video for this? Or can you do a funny, and uh, what the fuck? Can you do a funny video about, um, you know, the ticket sales? And you're like, what? Fucking like, it's so, if it's, I'm very much like, see if I don't want to fucking post something, I'm going to post. And that's the thing as well. See if you look at my hands, like my actual posts, they're very like spread out, like a lot of the time. It's not, I don't do one a day at this time, yeah. a thing. It's very, very sporadic. Cause it's like, I mean, obviously you need to like post about, gigs and whatnot, but it's like, I know way too much about what reacts and what does it on social media now, which I shouldn't, I shouldn't know that. I don't give yeah. a fuck. But I, even then... I got into that world, man. They're yeah. like knowing... Yeah. It's like, who cares? <laughs> Fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's so bizarre. I used, um, I'm the same as you. I grew up loving Paul and Tini. Jamie T was another huge one yeah, for yeah. me. And... Maccabees. Fucking love Maccabees. Favourite band. The Maccabees. Um, and... Like, I remembered after Jamie T's first album, mm. he didn't release another album for five years. You'd go on his website and it was the same post yeah. that was like totally. advertising his last gig or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I grew up mm. as being the norm. Yeah. And now I don't know if Paolo even has an Instagram. No, I don't think he does. Like, if he does, you yeah. know. Well, that, and, but he just, he just fucking drops off the face of the earth. But, the, but the, I always end up saying to my record label, I'm like, there has to be a middle ground because people that I admire and look up to, yeah. they're not yeah. posting shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, actually... Even Ed now doesn't really do it. Yeah. Even Ed Sheeran's like fucking, like, fuck that, I'm... I'm... I think that, ah, it becomes funny, doesn't it? Because it's like... I, I got rid of my Facebook when I was about 16. Yeah, same. And I just, I realised that it, it just felt like a government-issued page totally. to, like... And, and I just thought, what the... Mm. And I remember feeling myself getting addicted to that. And I yeah. remember being like, I shouldn't. Yeah. I got rid of it. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, that, that, the one thing I miss from not having Twitter on my phone mm. is I miss um, news. Mm. And I miss keeping up with music releases. 
So I have to remind myself to go on Spotify new releases on Friday mm -hmm. and skim through them. Yeah. Um, I always used to follow DIY, the magazine. I've toyed with the idea of yeah. getting their, their actual physical yeah, mag yeah, yeah. magazine. Totally. But I said, for me, it's what you, interesting what you say about not being on Facebook. From the age of like 16, 17 to, I want to say 18 maybe. 16 to 18, I was off social media. But that was just because I wasn't I was wasn't doing it because you like I felt myself getting addicted. I was like, I'm gonna be off the grid and it's gonna be cool as fuck. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but there's still a bit of that with me. Where <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not tinfoil hat brigade. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> but there is an element of like, I don't like. No, it's more just like I wanna. I used to feel myself living and then thinking like, oh, that would be a funny tweet yeah. or like doing something like Ooh. that would be a funny. And I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if you could just do this and not think about? Yeah. Do you? Do, Obviously, a big topic on the album is a breakup. Yeah. Do you ever have this sick thing in your head? I get this right, where I'll be like having a fucking, uh, I don't know, having a Barney, or there'll be a confrontational episode with my girlfriend. Yeah. And in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, there's a song in here. Yeah. Did you ever have that? Well, for sure. Oh, man, I've, I'm so happy to hear you say that because <laughs> I feel like I'm. Harvesting your life yeah, for I'm tunes. Like, yeah, yeah. I, it used to be for tweets, now it's for tunes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Is this normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I heard comedians saying that they do the same thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, they'll be going through something and be thinking, like, oh, it's a joke in here. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that's the thing as well, like, yeah, I think everything that you do, you have to kind of. I mean, it's your job. Yeah. You need to fucking just keep. And I think I, I, I like music that fucking people. It's about their lives and it's a fucking window into what they fucking have and what, what what's going on in their lives. I, I fucking love that. And it's like, um, yeah, with, like, I'm, I'm the exact same. If, there's the fucking, there's a song on my album called Headspace and my brother, and I my brother, oh, cheers, man, stole the guitar part from Breakaway. No way, that's <laughs> why I fucking like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breakaway, the one, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stole yeah. that. Uh, so let's not, but, but it's fine. Uh, but it's fine, don't worry. <laughs> This is sued after this fucking. <laughs> as you just flipped out, get the fuck out of my house. Like, it's fucking amazing. But um, but I remember he sang, my, my brother, I was in the living room, but my kitchen with my brother, my mom, my brother lives, lifts weights and all that. And he says, oh, there's this, this I don't know, he was talking about some fucking weight, he lifted the weight, and, I, and he says, I don't, but I don't lift it like that. And I goes, why do you not lift it like that? And he says, because I don't want the bruise. And I was like, fucking have this, wrote it on my phone. I can take the hit, but I'm sorry, I don't want the bruise. And I was like, that's going on a fucking song. And I goes, bet you any money, fucking give me two weeks, that'll be on a tune. And fucking, lo and behold, it was like the first, the, 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 I suppose the first song I wrote for this album. But like, uh, that was like years ago, I was 17. But like, stuff, even stuff like, like I'm, I find myself, I've subconsciously, like, there's like some sort of fucking radar in my brain going, that's a fucking song, like, that's a song, like, that's a song. But I remember interviews with you, where you said that you would sit on, if you overheard conversations, you would just fucking write it down. And I'm, I'm bang, exactly the same. It's fucking... Sometimes other people say stuff, and it's like, they don't even mean it, but they put it, something in such good words that you so just like... So poetically, yeah. and they don't mean it. Yeah. I used to, and that was, in particular was when I worked at this pub. And often it was kind of like an ale pub. Yeah. Oh. You know? um, and... Oh, he's back, he's going back to the first skip. <laughs> It's very, I'm parched. He's fucking, um, he is, he's, 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 he's off the wagon he's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so often, yeah, it's just overhearing little clippets of life mm. and reality. Mm. And yeah, that, mm. there's also a, you know, I was away last week um, writing 
And um, yeah. um, there's a the weird thing of like, if you if you leave it for a bit, if you're not flexing that kind of um, writing muscle, mm -hmm. it does take a little while to kind of yeah, yeah. totally. That's the, tr the trouble I find on tour. Yeah, because I'm always like I find it so hard to write on Don't tour. Don't put pressure on yourself to do it, man. Yeah, because totally. you, you, it's just that going back to your voice mm. on days off. Like, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean, it, spend your day belting out. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's like I kind of yeah, just kind of take it. Up. That's what. That's where that sort of antenna of like that's a fucking lyric. That's a lyric. It's amazing because you have you, when you come to write, you've got all this shit that you've been writing down for like months on end. Do you know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah, it's, it's mad. But it's, like, it's interesting to say about the pressure. It's like you do, it's, you do feel it like immediately. Because especially nowadays, it's like you're only as good as your next song. And it's like, it's like the album's been out what fucking it's eight weeks, eight weeks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's like I don't know why I said eight weeks. Like it's a like it's a baby. But um, but it's like it's been eight, eight weeks, and then they still they still got a song. I think one of those. Home way weights still in the like top ten and stuff, but you just feel you feel like label management, everybody, and bless them, and they don't like mean it, but like without saying anything, they the fucking saying like do you know what I mean, you just feel it looming like about like what else you got like do you know what I mean? No, the fucking, like, dude, honestly, the run that you're having and everything that's going on, you can you can take as many four-day holidays as you want at the end good. of this campaign. Yeah. Well, I'm going back to Ibiza. Good man. Yeah. The quiet side, or do you go on the... Line? Oh, I'm good. I'm good mad side, yeah. Really? Yeah, for sure. I went for sure. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but I hated that. I hate myself. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, but, um, yeah, I went, we just got back from... Um, so we did four days, and then we had a couple of gigs, and then I had another four days off at home to recover from my four days in Ibiza. Oh, mate. You, you... Every time, man, yeah. you're in campaign, you're on tour, and it's like, well, I've got a week off, and me and my friends will go away somewhere, yeah. and I come back more tired than yeah, when yeah. I went away. Yeah, he's got voice as fuck, you've been oh, drinking. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. But no, it's fucking, it was there. Uh, yeah, but I see stuff like that, though. And that was as well the first time... That's the first time I've been on holiday when I've been on... I've had something to holiday from. Yeah. But usually it's... Sorry, I just bells the game, like, while <laughs> in the middle of a sentence. But, um we're fucking pissed here, it's fucking... John's got his shot around his head. Yeah. But, um... So, like, it was the first time I'd been away and I was like, you feel the... Oh, like, you, you can I felt... I felt... I mean, at least when I wasn't hungover, but, like, you felt, like, the decompression about, like, fucking... Oh, this is class. Like, this is... I'd never understood what a... Like, you go on holiday with your parents when you're younger, and then... I, I've been to Magalufans, aren't they? Which were fucking... Less said about that, but um, <laughs> and, but then that's like more of like a fuck it, we'll go and get pissed for a week. But see, going away for four days and actually just being like, fuck, this is class, going away and not having to do anything. How so, are you finding having a recognizable face? It's bizarre, especially like even that, that was the thing about an IBF and kind of everywhere. I have always thought I've got a very plain looking face and I thought I can blend into a crowd. Do you know what I mean? And then as soon as people... See, at Transmit, we did a whole thing. The entrance was my keyboard player going, Oh, my God, that's Lewis Capaldi! Because that's what you hear. Before you even see anybody, that's what you hear. And it's like, it's so bizarre. Um, I don't mind taking pictures of people at all. I do mind if I'm eating food. And in some one respect, I've gained a lot of patience, and others I have not. 
Like, see, for example, if, like, someone does come up with a mean food, I'm, I'll never say no to get a picture taken. I mean, I mean, I'm saying that now, ask me in six months. But, like, because I just feel like... I think I was actually... A, Ed Sheeran had said somewhere that it's like it takes a second and it makes their fucking day. Do you know what I mean? The problem is sometimes it doesn't take a fucking second. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Sometimes you take fucking... Just get the fucking vote. It's, it's so... I'm so flabbergasted by how little people know how to use the phone. <laughs> it's fucking 2019. And they're like, where's the camera on this? Yeah. And it's like, you're fucking 21. Yeah. Do you, do you know what the fucking camera... But it's like, that's the only time I get, like... That's what I mean, like, so the patience of it, I've been like, do you know what? I totally get it. I would have been the same as, like, if it was me. Yeah. Like, see if I'd saw you... When when was fucking was it 2014 that Budapest and the first album came out? I would have definitely been like, George, I should get a picture of me, and it would have been fine. Like, well, I mean, on my, on my <laughs> regular, you might better that. But um, but like now I don't give a fuck. No, I'm getting that. But um, it's like so like, I know where people are coming from with it, but it's like intense. How are your friends with it? The, my friends love free alcohol, right? So they don't. They're like, oh, fucking take the fucking pictures. But like. They can't, they get it like this, especially if we go out in Glasgow at the minute. It's like, whoa, this is like intense. Shit. I mean, I was at the, before I went to Ibiza. I went to get euros with my mum and dad, and it was embarrassing because my mum had to pay for the euros because I didn't have a car. But and you always get that look of like, oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking your mum's paying for that, is she right? <laughs> it's like fucking some disapproving look just because you got a song. Out, do you know what I mean, it's yeah, fucking yeah. brutal. But um, I just remember like. We were there, and I was standing, and I turned round, and there was a queue of about 60 people. And I'm not exaggerating myself. And I was like, this is that's fucking mad. Mm. And again, cool, take pictures and stuff, whatever. But my mum and dad are like, my dad definitely gets stressed out when he sees a lot of people just swarming because he's like, he knows I get a bit prangy when it's like, oh God, like, it's intense. And I think he's like, oh fuck. Also, he'll be thinking his time with you is. Few and far between yeah. as well, and it will be a kind of. And also, you're there without being a dick. You're there, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're yeah, there totally. here, and no, that, exactly, that'll just yeah. be like it. And it's new. You, there's no, you know, it, it takes everybody in your kind of immediate mm. friends and family totally. a bit of getting used to. Totally, and that's it's like again, like I, I, I don't want to come. That's the thing. When I'm saying it, I don't. I worry. I come off a bit ungrateful that, but I just mean like it's just it's. It's just, it can be very intense sometimes. But it's like, it's just working out. I'm friends with, I'm friends with Niall, Niall Horan, right? And he's very good at, like, keeping a low profile, going in somewhere, ducking, duck, ducking out somewhere, ducking out, so, like, very good at thinking. But, yeah, so it's like, I think it just takes a bit of learning how to manoeuvre around it, and I haven't quite done that yet. Do you know what I mean? It's bizarre. But, um, but yeah, it's like, but you only learn from, like, people like... It's like you text me saying anytime you want to chat about it, thinking, fucking love that. I've, I've had loads of, like, that's what I've loved is the fact that so many people like yourselves, like singers, have reached out and been like, look, it's going to be fucking mental now if you ever need to talk about it. I fucking, like, me and Sam Fender often, like, text how you do it just to... Because it's fucking intense and it's like no one... You don't really get it unless you're in it. It's, like, so mad. I don't remember anyone really... Like, contacted me in that way when I first started to experience it, and I remember. Uh, yeah, there's no one. I don't fucking. I didn't grow up with friends who had parents that were in this or anything. Yeah, totally. Like, it's not a thing. Mm -hmm. It's not. Absolutely. 
And um, it's like worlds away from like what you your, what you grew up and what you knew. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I know what you mean. It's fucking mad. But I must have been fucking brutal, like not having anybody there to be like. Yeah, it's just on the one part. I remember being too busy almost to be out, and and I I'm the same. I get. I don't mind taking a picture with someone at all. My biggest fear, and I have the fear before it's even happened, mm. is that you take one and in a public situation that draws attention to a situation yeah. and then before you know it, someone that wasn't ever going to ask for a photo mm. is asking for a photo as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even... Do you, you ever get... I don't even know who you are, but... Yeah, I, yeah, and you're like, <laughs> you fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, do you know what the thing is, though? I find it's all fucking hilarious. Mm. It is... At times, obviously, it does get a bit intense, you know, a bit like, oh, well, this is a lot, but it's like, it is so funny. And it's like, those interactions with people, I mean, you do get the old person who just comes up and goes, picture, takes it, leaves, without saying it, and I hate it. I'd, I'd much rather you spoke to me a bit, uh-huh. at least. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm happy to do a picture, but like, it's when, um, and like, the, the interactions that you have with some people, just like, that you would never have had an interaction with. Some of them are fucking like so, um, like, um, like, uh, brilliant. Just yeah. genuinely, and like, they're just amazing. Like, just yeah. fucking like, just some of the funny things you meet people when you talk to them. It's, it, is, it is so amazing for that, getting to meet these people who you would never have spoke to ever in your life. And you can, for that little minute, they, before they ask for a picture, they're like, do you know what I mean? You get you, you get to speak to them and you get to think it like when I never laugh and yeah. do that. I, I I find on a whole if I'm going about if it's not a gig day or anything, mm. I really don't I'm in my own world. It's mm. kind of like a, when it's a gig day and mm. you bump into people, it's cool. Totally. I don't, you mentioned the, the message that I sent you. I really I'd never done it before. Yeah. And I, I really umdenard as to whether to send the message. I didn't want you to think that I was I didn't want you to be like, fuck off, mate. Yeah. No, just, do you know what I mean? Not at I all, yeah. Um, but I do, you know, I mean it. I'm sure there'll be times when you're on mm. an American tour or something and it's just like, wait, what is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is, just on that note, I know that you, for your shows, you have kind of a safe space for anyone that's overwhelmed by the crowd or, yeah. you know, anything. Mm. How did that come to be? So I started getting like panic attacks last year, never had them before, never had It comes, I believe it comes from, uh, like, high, I've got, like, really bad, sometimes think I'm, uh, like, dying. I think I've got, I've got, like, I've always been quite a hypochondriac, because my dad is. But it's never been something that's caused panic. When I was younger, I used to get it. And then I've grown up, and now that I'm very busy, and there's, like, a lot of people that I work with, and a lot of people, a lot of stuff riding on you being well, I think my big thing was that I, I was convinced I had a brain tumour from this, the, this, from being a child right the way through the thingy. I'm the worst for like WebMD and myself and thingy. And I remember this, this time, maybe this time last year? Yeah, this time last year, I started to get panic attacks. And it was like, well, what the fuck is this? And I was convinced again, fucking here we go. This is fucking, I've got like a, a brain tumour, which is looking back now, it's fucking ridiculous. But now that I've fucking, dealt with it and I, I get it, it's, it's, it's much better, but like, I just remember being like, fuck, what is this, man? And I heard the anxiety and stuff and I'd always thought, it can't make you feel that bad. And I never realised it was such a physical thing. So I'd never had any, like, dealings with it before. I, I told you before we started this, we had two weeks in America that we're supposed to be doing 
I think it was fucking what's that festival called? Austin City Limits, maybe. Um, and I had to pull out because I just was like fucking every every day, like twice a day, I was getting panic attacks, and I was like, I cannot f fly to a different country and just be be away from home when I'm like this. So I went to the doctors, they went and got a fucking MRI scan, like full on, and they were like, "This fuck all wrong with you," and they were like, and then I was like, "This is fucking panic attacks." And I've never been, was never, I'm, I, again, I'm very lucky that I'm not, I'm not very shy and going, right, mum, I think I'm having fucking panic issues managing my anxiety. Let's go to sort of do it. Like my sister and my brother, whatever it is, my friends don't have, I'm not, sh like, even now, like, I'm not shy about talking about it. You wouldn't hesitate to tell someone you had a cold. Why would you tell, hesitate to tell someone that like, you were feeling anxious or whatever it is? So, I go to doctors and I'm fucking, I get it sort of, like, I go to CBT therapist and stuff. That, that two weeks, I just really fucking blitz the whole, like, learn about anxiety, learn how to manage it, learn how to fucking breathe and stuff through it. And since I've been, I mean, I still got the odd one. If I drink a lot, I get, I get, the, odd, I get the odd one the next day, but I'm, I'm like, much better at it, much better managing it. And then I had a panic attack on stage at Bastille in Manchester, where I spoke Bastille at the start of the year. And it was like fucking brutal. And again, that came from, I had this pain in my side, thought I had appendicitis, thought it was gonna bust, thought I was dead, whatever. And so it was like, it's all come from this, this kind of health anxiety thing. But have that, and I just remember everyone being like, I had to, so I did, we're on two, we had two songs to go, and I was like, fuck, I'm having a full blown panic attack. And I said to everybody, look, I'm gonna play one more song, and then I need to go, I can't finish the set. And everybody in the, everybody in the fucking venue was like, and I said to them, I'm having a panic attack. I fucking think everyone in the venue was like, like fucking so full on with it. People on social media were very nice about it. Bastille were fucking amazing about it. As well, I should say, Bastille, nicest band I've ever fucking toured with. Unbelievable. But they just treated us very well, but they were like, fuck, it's totally fine. So basically, that was me. I kind of got this understanding of fuck, this is like a proper thing. And then noticed like this, I think from that, video going up, because there was a video of me saying I'm having a fucking panic attack, and it leaving, and I tweeted saying I'm really sorry. From that, people were like, um, just kind of like, I just saw a lot of people tweeting me being like, I really want to come to one of your shows, but I've, I've got trouble with anxiety, this fucking, like, all that stuff. And I was like, fucking hell, this is so, like, widespread. I mean, fucking, I remember reading, like, you talk about it as well, fucking, last week we did Sheehan talk about it, and, like, Everybody fucking gets. He said, "Talk about it." Yeah, he said that he's fucking yeah, like social anxiety or whatever it is. But like, he doesn't. He didn't interview with Charlemagne about his album, and he was talking about it. But like, full on. And you're like, so it was all that, and I kind of just saw people be like, "I want to, like, I can't even come to shows because of it. I can't do this, can't do this." And then my manager met with a girl who had emailed saying, "I really want to come to a show. I can't." So he fucking met them chilled with them. I think they, they might have came to show. No, I was totally unaware of this. Like, completely unaware of this. And he came to me and he was like, I think we should fucking, we should do something about this. So it was Ryan's kind of... Yeah, he was like the one that was like... Because I was, we were talking about it, like, increasingly, like, fucking so many people can't come to shows. And he was like, let's... And then he was like, let's fucking try and do something. And I was like, cool. So we just got talking and it was like, what out. I think it's like a 50p extra ticket. It was for the arena shows for next year because just to give us the time to do it. And also, those are fucking big rooms. I can totally see why people would be anxious in that environment. So, 
that we're going to do is called Live Live, which I fucking hate the name of it. <laughs> I wish we'd called it Live Line or something like that, because yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. live gag, lifeline, like, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? So it's called fucking Live Live, and that's it for now on. Um, it's um, basically, we're going to, we've, we've got this 50p extra ticket, it was. There's going to be councillors on site, on site, on, on fuck, you know what I mean, at the gigs, who will be there on hand to fucking help anyone deal with with any anxiety issues. Even if it's like people who just don't want to come to a gig by themselves. Mm. They'll just stand with them, they'll meet them at the front, there'll be an area for them to all stand, hopefully be like, just chill, you've got fucking counsellors there. There's going to be if rooms that people can go off to and just fucking decompress if it gets a bit too much. And it's just like, it was just a very... For me, finding out that it only took 50p was like... And the thing is, it's, it's with... I always forget the, the Jack's second name, and I feel bad about it, but his name's Jack. He works for the company called Music and You. And that was one that I was having meetings with him about, like, how to best manage my working day so that I don't get yeah. too anxious about it. So he was talking us through that, and then... So he's involved in it, and he's going to, he's going to help us with it. And it was just, like, such a simple thing. I think it's just awesome that you're doing it. Oh, cheers, man. But it's like, and then I remember seeing, like, stuff like, example is really good for, like, when anyone tweets him saying, I'd love to come to the gig, but I'm not anxious, he always goes, come fucking, come to the gig, watch if I say the stage, and we'll sort you out. Like, and stuff like that, even, like, even that, I was like, this is a fucking yeah. thing we can do, like, but this, and again, I don't want it to be, like, I don't want this to be, this, that's that thing that Lewis does at his gigs. I'd fucking love if we all just fucking club well, yeah, well, it makes me think, is, mm. it, the, is, is it now a charity organisation that you've set up and when I go on tour, I can bring Live Live along yeah. to my show? Fucking hell, it's such a bad name. Uh, right, uh, I don't know, but like, that's the thing, it's like a show, new, we're still working out, but I'd love... It should just be a thing that the venues offer kind of thing. Totally. I'd fucking love for people just to come along, like people like yourself, people like fucking whoever, to just be like, let's fucking, let's... Because listen, we're on our own in this and it's kind of like... We don't, like... We're trying something. Mm. It might go tits up, but it's fucking. I, I want fucking as many people who help with, who have got expertise in it, or fucking bands, fucking singers, whatever. It'd just be an amazing thing to have. Fifty p extra a ticket, and you're talking like, which is nothing really in the grand scheme of things. I mean, ticket prices are already fucking through the roof. But um, <laughs> but please keep buying tickets to our shows. Uh, <laughs> it's very it worth it completely. But um, it's like yeah. So it's just I just I'd I'd, I'd, I'd love it to not be my thing. Yeah. I'd love it to be like I think. our thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Our thing for sure. I think it'd be cool as fuck just to do it. If people, if someone wants to do it before us, fucking yeah. go. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like it's not like this. I don't want this to be like we're only doing it in March next year. So we've we're like these arena shows. We need to give ourselves time to do it all. I see somebody's want to do it now. Fucking go. Get do you know what I mean? It, like, yeah. don't like I'm fucking. I'm, I'm not. This is not like a. This isn't my thing. It's like. Let's all club together yeah. and stop people from having fucking pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, that's just brilliant. I think to take the yeah. initiative to act on that. Totally, man. But it's like, I mean, again, it may go tits up and people may fucking hate us for it, but yeah. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'll try my best. Yeah, yeah. Man. totally. But um, yeah, and I don't know what it is about my music that makes people have panic attacks, but um, <laughs> yeah. and just as anxiety. But um, but no, man, we'll see how it goes. But it's like, again, it's still a ways off. But we'll uh, we'll we'll have a go. Um. Dude, I'm aware that we've been talking a while now, mm -hmm. which is wicked. I, there is a lot of stuff I'd still love to talk to you about, but oh. I, I just... Here are the top results. The first is from Wikipedia. 
Whoa! <laughs> Live Siri! <laughs> what did it hear me say? I don't know. It heard me say, OK, dude, and it thought I said, OK, Google. Oh, right. You fucking... There you go. I told you, Google. <laughs> I've got very important meeting today. <laughs> Machines. <laughs> Machines. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's either... Well, let's call it a day now. Yeah. Thank you very much totally well. for Thanks joining so. me. Thanks I for love that. And maybe, because there's a shitload of stuff I would still love to talk to you about yeah. on the podcast, we could do it. We could do round two. A part dos. Part dos. Yeah, a pod and part dos. Love it. See what we do. Oh. <laughs> She's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs>